It is time for Economy Tutor. We uh, look at some of the more important economic news of the week. Very pleased to be joined, as always, from Catholic University Economics Professor Yang j u n s e o k Professor Yang, good morning. Morning. We're going to talk about two uh, different uh, topics here. So, um, first, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, third, potential third round of disaster relief funds. And then we'll have a look at, uh, we had an earlier discussion with Professor Shin Se-don on uh, the c h u n s e policies and overall okay. real estate. But we'll talk about the comprehensive real estate tax because a lot of people um, got a little bit of a shock uh, when, they, when they saw <laughs> the uh, announcement. I haven't of, seen mine yet, but I expect yeah, to be shocked. Yeah, you're girding yourself for something um, yeah. not too positive. So we'll talk about the comprehensive or 종부세, the real estate tax. First, with the disaster assist, um, assistance I think there seems to be a widespread idea that with the resurgence in cases and the level two distancing schemes and the shutdowns of the uh, various uh, businesses, or at least curtailing of operations, it does now uh, necessitate another round of uh, payouts. Uh, the Gyeonggi governor, Lee Jae-myung, has really been this, the, the most foremost political force pushing this here. But he is now, I, I suppose, uh, maybe not aligned with him, but at least uh, to a similar uh, voice has... Now, other political, normally foes, like Kung Minahim or the People's Power Party, also saying that uh, perhaps we need to address the idea of a third round of funds. Now, whether it's universal or whether it's going to be means-tested, meaning uh, struggling businesses, freelancers, people with kids, that still is not um, determined yet. Uh, but let's maybe get a recap then, Professor Yang, of the first two rounds. The first round was universal. Second round was means-tested. How would you assess the success of those two rounds of emergency payouts? Okay, well, first assistance was, I think, somewhat effective, but not very efficient. So let me go into that. The uh, two primary purpose of any type of assistance in these type of cases is that first, you help the victims, people who are most... uh, widely, uh, hard, uh, people who were impacted the most by, say, the coronavirus. And then the second is to boost macroeconomic expenditure uh, to maintain the GDP and income, at, if not at the uh, former levels, at least try to reduce mm-hmm. some of the uh, negative impact. Uh, and in order to fulfill both of these goals, the money has to be spent and as quickly as possible. So that's the criteria. Okay. Now, uh, first... Uh, when the controversy about whether to give universal payments or means-tested payments uh, got stuck in the National Assembly. It took weeks to pass the uh, relevant bill. And so the uh, government probably missed the ideal time to uh, help the people who are most impacted by the coronavirus, though you can argue that better late than never. Uh, But also, uh, when uh, when the uh, controversy began, when the uh, bills... uh, were submitted, people were still socially distancing and a lot of uh, communal activities like restaurant dining, uh, church meetings, they were restricted. So even if they got the money, uh, if you weren't directly impacted by the coronavirus, there was a big question on whether you would actually spend the money or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we got really lucky uh, because when the discussion Uh, finally got through the National Assembly and they did decide to have a universal payout. And when they started distributing the money, it was just around the time where we got 
out of social distancing. So people had this pent-up demand that they wanted to spend money on. They wanted to go to restaurants that they haven't gone to during the lockdown. And the money came just at the right time. Now, that wasn't because National Assembly was being very smart or the government was being very smart. It was because it was lucky. Okay. Um, they just spent that time in the National Assembly, and it just happened to have finished the discussion right around the time that the uh, distancing was finished. So... Uh, It did turn out that when people got the money, they spent a lot more than uh, what we would originally have thought of. But even then, surveys and studies were taken months after the uh, payments were given. turned out that only about one-third of the emergency payment was spent. A lot of the payment replaced the money that they would have spent anyway. So uh, because only one-third of the money was spent, it probably wasn't as efficient as it could have been. So, uh, but because it came at the right time, uh, by luck, it was somewhat effective. Um, and if we look at the uh, data, it turns out that lower-income families spent more of the payment than the uh, richer mm-hmm. uh, families. And this is roughly in line with the United States. Uh, they, uh, they sent uh, $1,200 to most of their uh, households. And I should note that Korea is the only one which had absolutely universal payouts. Mm. Uh, countries like United States and Japan, they also had fairly universal payouts, but upper income t- uh, per- uh, percentages were cut out. Uh, so uh, it, they, and those studies also said that you spent about one third of the payment and richer families spent less than the poorer families. So uh, again, it was effective, but we were lucky. And then second payment was approved in September with the uh, fourth supplementary budget, and that one was means-tested. And there was some grumbling this time because not everybody got the money, and some people started saying, well, everybody got the money on the first payment, why not the second one? Well, we were coming up with some budget problems, and in order to deal with this grumbling, the uh, government had this idea that they would give 20,001 subsidies on phone bills to everybody, Uh, which eventually got canceled out. Uh, But still, uh, it was better than nothing, but how much good it did, it's questionable because uh, it wasn't enough to really make up for a lot of the uh, reduction in income. Hmm. So even the people who got it really complained that this wasn't enough to really do them much good. But still, I guess, better uh, something than nothing. And I guess it reflected in this in terms of the cost. The first one cost more than the second. Uh, Give us the specific numbers of uh, what was actually dispersed. Okay, well, for the first payment, the uh, second supplementary budget was uh, used for the the, uh, first payment. And that supplementary budget was about 12.2 trillion won. That does not include additional 2.1 trillion won, which would have been paid by the uh, regional government. Mm And to finance the payment, uh, some projects such as SOC investment, assistance to developing countries were cut, and even that was not enough. So $3 trillion won of bonds were issued for this, and about $14 trillion won was distributed, and $12 trillion won seems to be spent, though, again, a lot of that was just replaced consumption that would have happened anyway. And apparently 50.6% of that uh, $12 trillion won that was spent was spent on food markets and restaurants and additionally about 10% on f- pharmacies. Mm-hmm. So uh, in that sense, it did probably go to places where you wanted it to go. Right. Uh, 
Uh, now, uh, second payment followed the fourth supplementary budget for 7.8 trillion won. Uh, the effectiveness of the second is, well, there hasn't been a uh, widely cited formal studies on that, so uh, we can only go by anecdotes. And as I said before, uh, the people who received the money complained that this wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all this supplementary budget, the uh, debt-GDP ratio for Korea was planned to be 39.8% this year. But because of these supplementary budgets, uh, it'll probably be around 44% by the end of this year, and the uh, debt-to-GDP ratio is going to continue on a very high growth path. And right now, it seems like uh, by 2024, the uh, debt-to-GDP ratio will rise to 58.3%. That does not include any supplementary budgets that we may have from next year to 2024. And this passes the danger level that a lot of economists feel that Korea should not go over, which is 40% debt-GDP ratio. Mm-hmm. So we've already passed it this year. Uh, government said that it will do everything it can to not to let it go uh, over 60%. Uh, but most of the... Uh, and it will issue guidelines and rules limiting the debt-GDP ratio to 60%, but most of the obligations of those rules and guidelines fall on the next administration. So nobody's really confident that the government will follow those rules. Right, and really it does depend on who that next president uh, would be. Uh, So overall, it looks like um, some positive economic effect from the uh, the first universal payout, but you seem to say it's not because it was universal, but it was just the timing of when those funds were dispersed. The second one, uh, largely because maybe some idea that it was underfunded to really have a uh, particular economic impact. So is there a middle ground? What do you think the third emergency payment will be like? Okay, well, as you mentioned, they haven't come up with a concrete plan yet. The economic ministries, the vice minister, Hong Nam-gi, has hinted in the past that any further payments should be means-tested. And uh, those, it should be given to those most affected by increased distancing measures. Uh, on the other hand, Gyeonggi Governor Lee Jae-myung is advocating that payment be, again, be universal, and it should be made using time-limited regional coupons. And the problem with this is that this is the idea that he advocates. The evidence for this is iffy at best, but he has been very uh, wildly uh, advocating this idea of regional coupons, and he has criticized harshly any perceived opponents to the idea, including various, uh, at least in my opinion, neutral academic studies that's been made about this subject. Um, now, there is also currently a legal technical problem of how to finance this payment. Uh, the ruling party, uh, they want to wait, see what the exact damage would be, Uh, and then decide on the uh, actual amount of the budget afterwards and put it in the supplementary budget for next year. Whereas the People's Party, they want the money to come from next year's budget, pull it out a bit earlier, and uh, use that money there. Uh, Now, there's problems with both. It's uh, somewhat ridiculous that uh, we will have a supplementary budget in January when we just had a really large main budget passed. This is going to be the largest budget that Korea has ever had, and the rate of increase is also uh, very, very high. And 
to have a supplementary budget on top of that at a very early time in the year seems excessive. But on the other hand, the People's Party, if they do manage to take the money out of the main budget, that means some other components of the main budget has to be reduced. And I think that's why the ruling party is so set up against that. So we'll have to see how the uh, fight goes in the National Assembly. So let's get your opinion on what you think the best way is to do this, because I think it's clear you do not like the universal payout scheme. But on the other hand, if it's going to be... um, limited to the people who need them. How do you make it um, so it is effective enough that it's not going to have the same problems as the second one where it's underfunded? What do you think we should do? What's your opinion? I mean, the problem with universal, part of the problem with the universal payment is that in order to give some money to everybody, you give less money to everybody. So by concentrating on people who are most affected, you can at least give them somewhat larger amount of payment, which will be more helpful than less. Uh, Now, uh, how should you decide who gets the money? Well, again, we should look at who was affected by the distancing the most. Right now, the uh, increased social distancing uh, comes in Seoul metropolitan area and uh, to a lesser extent, the uh, Honam area. So any uh, assistance should be concentrated in those geographical regions, first of all. And then on the industries which are most affected, uh, which would be things like restaurants or face-to-face services, uh, t- uh, type, uh, the uh, freelance teachers for high school students or uh, elementary school students, and so on. Um, and it should concentrate on the lower income per- uh, percentile mm-hmm. than higher income percentile. This has been more or less proven that it's more effective. Um, so uh, this, I think, is the type of uh, criteria that we should go on. Two caveats, though. First is that because of the really rising debt-GDP ratio, I don't, uh, I don't advocate not spending the money. I think we should spend the money uh, quickly. Uh, but we should at least try to make sure that the money is effective. And then the second is that there has been a lot of complaints when we made means-tested payments in the past that some people do not deserve to get this money. Uh, The uh, government has made mistakes. But if we concentrate too much on whether they got the means-testing right, that will mean a substantial delay in people getting the money. So we should allow some wastage. Just very briefly before we move on to Chung said, but the idea that you can give the money to everybody, maybe even increase the money to give to everybody to address that issue, but then on the back end, get the taxes back from the rich guys, you don't think is effective? Well, I think it's irrelevant. Okay. Uh, and the reason is then the rich people won't spend the money anyway. Mm-hmm. So the idea is whether you'll save on the administrative cost. Mm-hmm. And I really don't see the administrative cost being lower doing it that way. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to the comprehensive real estate tax, as we've been saying, colloquially known in Korean as the Chongbuse. So people here in Korea pay property tax to local governments. That's uh, something that's a wide practice that uh, is uh, shared by countries around the world. Property taxes are divided in half. So you have a two-part plan, uh, once in the summer in July and then once in the fall in September. Depending on the value of your property, though, or if you are a multiple home owner, you might have to pay a comprehensive real estate tax in December, which is that big bomb that we were talking about uh, that uh, Professor Young is mentioning that he hasn't uh, been able to look at yet. So 
The uh, comprehensive property tax that was introduced in 2005 during the Nomiad administration trying to address the rising prices, particularly in the Gangnam area. There's been some ups and downs. Um, so overall, just give us an assessment of this because, again, homeowners, especially homeowners of um, more lucrative homes, they really dislike this tax, obviously, uh, and other people who feel that this is a tool to, to try to get a handle on the, uh, on the tax, and they wa- maybe want to see a bit more punitive tax policy on these rich homeowners uh, are supportive of it. Bottom line to you, what is the problem with the Chongbuse? Okay, well, uh, you pay property taxes, that's probably unavoidable, and you may even want to have progressive uh, property taxes, I think that should be decided democratically. Uh, I'm not sure if this uh, comprehensive real estate law has really been tested in a democratic condition. Uh, But still, that's what we have legally, so that's what we have to go with. And the problem is that when people got the uh, tax bill this year, they're really seeing a very high rise in taxes. Now, uh, the government said that they would limit the the, uh, increase to 150% of what they were last year. But I think even the government is surprised because a lot of people are getting a lot higher tax bill than they had figured on. And this comes for three reasons, I think. First is that in order to reduce housing speculation, as you said, the government raised the tax rates, uh, especially for multiple housing owners, but also on certain single housing unit owners. Mm. So even if nothing changed, you would pay more taxes. But Then, uh, now, the government uses something called official value, which only partially reflects the actual market value. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people argue that this underprices the uh, housing uh, when assessing taxes. So the government has been uh, committed to raising these official values closer to market values. Now, that's something is I think I can can actually get behind. Okay. uh, Because, well, you have a purchasing... Purchase value, which is transparent, it's in the contract. You have market value, which is more or less trans, uh, uh, transparent. But this official value, the government uh, uses the assessors to calculate using this rule and that rule, and it's not really clear where that value comes from. So uh, to make this official value come closer to the uh, marketing value, I think is a fairly good idea. Uh, but in order to make this official value closer to the market value, they've been raising the official value uh, for the last few years, and a really large increase came this year. Mm-hmm. So again, if the, uh, nothing else changed, uh, this by itself would raise your taxes. But then the third component, partially because of mistakes in government policy, the housing prices, especially in these regions, have gone up a lot this year. So people who previously fell below the threshold of paying this comprehensive uh, real estate tax, they're paying it this year. Um, So about 11% of Seoul households, about 281,000 households, are going to pay uh, the comprehensive housing tax this year, and that's about 80,000 above uh, what it was last year. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are getting uh, hit with the rule, and... Well, if you only have one of these three reasons, then maybe it would be you know, sort of understandable. You had all of these three factors hit at once, so a lot of people are getting a lot higher tax bills than they had last year. And again, as I said, it seems to be surprising 
even the government uh, on some of these uh, increases in taxes. Now, the government does say that there's some exemptions for retired people. There's some exemptions for single-unit households, deductions. So it should be bearable, but again, uh, the numbers seem to be a lot higher than what the government counted on. I think mostly because the housing prices have gone up so much. Sure. And again, uh, part of that reason is just mistakes by the uh, government policies on real estate this year. So, and also, I think uh, government has underestimated uh, even the crit- uh, even the proponents of the comprehensive tax have forgotten that it's not really the value of wealth that is important in paying taxes, it's liquidity. Mm -hmm. How much cash do you have to pay the taxes, not the value of the housing itself in some ways. Uh, And a lot of people are having, I think, some liquidity problems in finding enough cash to pay this surprise tax bill. Yeah, I think the point you're making is you can have this guy who lives in Tejidong uh, in uh, Gangnam area, uh, owns like a uh, 40-pyeong-ish apartment size. That's the old Korean uh, area uh, measurement. But you're not going to have sympathy for that guy, right? Because this guy has this really, really valuable real estate part. But he might be retired. He has no uh, disposable income. And he's going to be hit with, let's say, a 10 million won <laughs> um, uh, a tax bomb. Uh, it's going to be difficult for him to make ends meet. On the other hand, there probably is um, the vast majority of people not owning properties uh, within that lucrative soul region across the country, and uh, the, the sympathy is probably not there, and there's... That well, it also hits back on the poorer people as well, because large tax bill means that poorer or less people with less income cannot get into those neighborhoods. There was an old joke right. when this comprehensive tax was first established that was established to kick poorer people right. out of rich neighborhoods. Yeah, and so it's an interesting discussion to have. As always, Professor Young, we thank you for your insights and your analysis. Uh, We hope you have a good rest of the weekend. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's going to do it for us as well. Coming up next is Life Abroad, hosted by Nassing Yen. Please stay tuned for that. And we will see you again tomorrow at 7 a.m. Until then, please enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.